Alright, hello everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bourbon Over Baseball with your host Bob and co-host Peter. Nice to be back, Bob. Today we just continue along. We got the the former or not former, the current uh, World Series champion Red Sox. And uh, one of the second highest point totals in the MLB Showdown game that we have uh, put together. Easily one of the best teams, uh, at least pure points-wise, I've ever seen naturally assembled. 56, over 5,600 points. Uh, This team has some absolute monsters on it and should be a lot of fun to play with as a unit and to pick individual cards from in a standard draft. I agree. When I was looking through this, I see tons of potential for people to draft with. Um, And I believe also, as you're saying, these uh, that you and Mike, uh, the Matthew do uh, with the team uh, versus it's going to be just a powerhouse of a lineup. (laughs) It's going to be very difficult to navigate. One of those teams with a bunch of on base nines at the top. They've got some speed in there. They've got a lot of power. Fielding. Uh, They got everything. (laughs) Yeah, and then you got Chris Sale and, and Craig Kimbrell oh, yeah. uh, in the pitching. It's the dominant team, for sure. Um, speaking of then, uh, let's real quickly, we, we took the pretty much the original concept from the 2000 with the color scheme on this one. Uh, there's not much to do with the Red Sox in terms of their color scheme. They are red. They are historic <laughs> yeah uh, ever unchanging so uh we went with that here uh i think they came out really crisp and clean um yes. the one uh the one person that's going to lead off the team is uh as we just found out a couple days ago is the mvp um so that card is on here as well as the rest of the monster lineup um but this guy became uh one of the 11s if you want to talk about mookie betts God, Mookie is an absolute terror. It's really difficult to discern whether he or Trout is the best card in the game. Kind of like the MVP voting. Depends on sort of your own style and flavor. But with Mookie, you get plus three fielding uh, as a corner outfielder, which is insane. But that's his gold glove defense and what the analytics told us. He's got 22 speed. Absolute terror on the base paths. Gets on, uh, walks at five with an on-base 11. 19 to 20 home run uh, might underwhelm some people, but it's still an amazing power when you think of how many charts he's going to get. Triple at 18, double at 15, the solid single plus at 14. This guy is going to be an absolute first-round pick lock for a lot of people in drafts. Yeah, I agree. He's um, he, he is a lot of points, obviously, with 610 points, but you're getting an 11, which... There's only two of, and the other one is obviously uh, the other MVP candidate. Uh, these guys are by far the best in, in all of baseball. Uh, but with this guy especially, you get speed, you get pop, you get multiple fielding, including gold glove. You know, if, yeah. you're, if you're drafting and you need a left fielder, right fielder, this is the guy. He's going to give you one of the highest point totals in the game at that position. If not, he can slide over to center field. He, his whole entire chart's filled. He, he he is exactly what he was for the Red Sox, an all-around great player, an all-around great card. Yeah. Um, as we continue down to the lineup, uh, Andrew Benatendi, uh, and <laughs> which again, great outfielder, great speed, great on base. Um, not necessarily flashy, but just 
solid. <laughs> He's honestly someone I would target probably over Mookie just because of his less expensive yep. uh, card, but with still a lot of extra base potential. I love looking at where guys hit single plus because mm-hmm. a lot of times that's just going to be a double the way my friends and I play. You, Great for RBIs, a lot of speed. Do you play the automatic stolen base in the original rules? Uh, we play, it's a double if they're, well, it's automatic stolen base. So he's on second. Yes. A lot of times we just put double okay. rather than single and stolen base. It doesn't really matter. Um, so yeah, in, so, he's, so in uh, he's on second if it's free. Correct. And if there's a guy... And if there's a guy on second, we say he scores without a throw and he's oh. stuck on first base. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so with ours, um, it is a try and true single. Um, yeah. So then if second base is open, the owner has the ability to steal second. Uh, and, um, and it's not automatic. He has the choice to. Now, what I do is um, you only get so many owner decisions a game. And one of those okay. owner decisions is stolen bases. So you only get X amount of stolen bases a game. These ones do not count towards that total. So a single plus is a chance for a stolen base without using your owner decisions, but it only gives, it gives them, not only, but it gives them plus yeah. three to his speed. That's what we do. So it is a boost. It And usually it is for these guys that have the higher speeds anyway. Um, yep. It's worked out very well in my league. Uh, the single pluses are, you know, very high end stolen bases. They usually do not get thrown out. Yeah, uh, but it's it's not a guaranteed either. So I, I hated that the original rules had the guarantee. I, I think nothing is guaranteed. So I always uh, I always like to have there's an opportunity for a for a throw out. <laughs> no, I really like that wrinkle to the rules, and it just shows that a lot of fan innovations to the game just make it more and more interesting as time goes on. Absolutely. I mean, the the original rules came out and and they adapted. And obviously, the 2001 cards came out. The game changed a little bit. So I like taking the original game that we all, especially me and you love, and tweaking yeah. it with my own custom rules with my with my friends because we don't play with strategy cards, and therefore we can make owner decisions to increase the um, uh, um, the complexity of the game. And so it's not just roll a dice, continue, roll a dice, continue, but it does become, you know, ooh, do I actually want to steal here? Ooh, do I want to yeah. send this runner? Should I go for a double play? Should, you know, should I go for the lead runner? But anyway, that's off topic. Back to some of that you made me put into the set because of his great World Series performance. Yeah. But he, he actually had a good year. Yeah, the literal last person added to the set, player number 601. Yeah. Pierce. Yeah, he, um, he looks great. <laughs> it, yeah, he had a fantastic season. Uh, and what's maybe surprising to some people, he earned all this with um, the limitations and depreciations we put on players who don't hit the requisite plate appearances correct. numbers. He would have been so, a 10 on base, correct? Yes. So he got uh, got depreciated a little bit because he only had a little over 200 plate appearances. So he got knocked in terms of his his standing in it. And we don't, you know, just pure uh, uh, extrapolate the power numbers. There's a little regression calculated in. And yet, here Steve Pierce is on base 9, homer at 18, absolute uh sort of classic middle of the order bat yeah i i think he's he's not great speed but very good pop very good on base yeah i mean this is just a solid card someone's drafting this guy for sure he's getting picked up yeah um and then he's supported by the best power hitter in baseball Absolutely. Uh, or at least in the showdown set well and probably in baseball too um i mean he wasn't too far out of the mvp runnings and, and some of the old school analytics people would have 
like to see him because he was a, a triple crown, triple crown mm. candidate for a while. But J.D. Martinez coming up as a 10 on base. Oh, yeah. Uh, and with a surprising amount of speed uh, for me. And that, yes. I think, just pushes him sort of over the top in terms of value. Mm-hmm. He's got one of my absolute favorite types of cards ever since the original Larry Walker. Yam base 10, Homer at 17. Love that he doubles at 14, walks at 4. This is a guy who you plug into your lineup in the 3 or 4 hole, and you can expect that he's going to get a 400-ish on base percentage, probably going to hit over 300, and going to hit a bunch of home runs and get a bunch of RBIs for your showdown team. Yes, the fun thing about this card was the speed, obviously, as you know, um, and maybe not all of our listeners know, is based on not just their physical speed, because he's not that fast, but it's based on how well does he... uh, advance on singles and doubles and how well he tags up and how well he runs the bases. It takes in everything into consideration in terms of speed. So, yeah, he may not be the fastest guy in the league, but he moves around the bases, and which is what in showdown happens a lot. You get a single, yeah. can he go to third? Well, in mm. real life, maybe he knows he's reading the pitcher while he's reading the bat, you know, balls in play. The other fun thing is because the injuries in the Red Sox, he actually got a lot of outfield experience because I initially had this guy as a DH. But he did play the outfield. He played left field, right field, and uh, but he wasn't that good. He hit the plus zero. But yeah, I think that's fun then for people that he is not the DH that people thought he was going to be, and that he can do the Larry Walker where he is a plus ten or a ten on base and a seventeen home run. Yeah, um, and then as we go along, we've got another on base nine. Yeah, it just continues. <laughs> so the onslaught of high on base guys keeps rolling on with Xander Bogart who much better year than I would have expected. Double at 14, just an absolute monster in terms of uh, hitting it into the gaps, apparently. Yeah, he. I like him a lot as a player. Um, I thought he was the one that on their team they said had, had been on their original lineup from their other mm. World Series team a few years yeah, the, back. Yeah, the only one left. Yes. Um, but, yeah, he's a great player. And then you continue down by another uh, late edition uh but the Boston just did such a good job with these players that maybe weren't initially their big players in the beginning of the year, but they'd be playoff hopefuls, you know. In the playoffs, Brock Holt became amazing. <laughs> Brock Holt, yes. one of uh, my friends and I's favorite players, thanks to our Arrested Development fandom. <laughs> uh, we've we've got to love Brock Holt. And here you get a little positional flexibility, not much defensive uh, addition for him here, but still 16 speed. And then that all-important on-base eight for only 250 points mm-hmm. gives you a guy that, you know, you can fill into either or position. So then later in the draft, you can see whether a high defensive second baseman or shortstop becomes available and then just switch Holt between the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, still gives you 16 to 19 range of doubles, which, uh, you know, Holt's going to be a guy who's probably plugged into the, the bottom half of your lineup. And just having a higher arm base guy who can get those extra bases is going to be really key to lengthening your lineup and producing some perhaps surprising runs that people weren't expecting. I totally agree. I think he's a solid player. Uh, Not too flashy, but he's going to get on base. He's going to get hits. He's going to get there for you. Um, As Uh, it continues, it starts to drop off a little bit after that. These are some of the people that are on the team that filled in the gaps. You you got uh, Rafael Devers and... Christian Vasquez took over, I think, halfway through the season catcher. Um, these guys aren't going to make or break you. Uh, you know, Rafael Devers has a lot of power, but nothing crazy. 
But uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., we'd probably talk about him. Uh, he, yeah. You know, great speed, not a great on base, uh, a little bit of pop, but talk about this guy. Yeah, so and briefly, I'll just say that Devers and Vasquez were sort of illustrative of a lot of the, the guys that we had. So Moreland and uh, uh, Leone and Kinsler were all in the lineup before we got Holt and yep. Pierce added. And honestly, this lineup didn't look so great, and I didn't understand how they were an 108-win team because um, they're kind of just disappointing players that, you're right, won't be drafted. But Bradley Jr., 180 points. For an on-base six might cause some people to, to take a, a step back, but speed A-22, center fielder plus three, which I'll let you talk about in a second here and sort of uh, the fluctuation in the Jackie Bradley Jr. process and the argument that his defense isn't as good as people think. Mm-hmm. Um, but what stands out to me is with the great defense and speed, you do get single plus a 10, double at 11, yeah, about which 50% means... 50% of the time, jeez Louise. Yeah, so, you know... If you do get that rare JBJ chart, you're going to make people pay. Absolutely. I mean, uh, just just doubling at 11 just makes me go, holy crap. Like, when I roll that dice, things are going to happen. Um, but, yeah, so back to the, the defense. Uh, uh, when I look at the defensive things, I look a lot about defensive runs saved um, and their overall defensive performance. And uh, I initially did not have him as a plus three. I, I, I know that he did – he does make these all-star – you know catches and he's got such tremendous speed and, and zone coverage but uh, his defensive run save metric was was down this year tremendously um yeah uh, usually he was like what i consider like a plus four center fielder where he would have like 20 plus defensive run saves where he's beyond measurable to most people this year mookie betts had that 20 plus defensive run saves but jackie Bradley did not he he in my opinion was a plus one center fielder uh but he does have this incredible arm strength um, yeah. There's a couple other metrics you can look at, and it and it and it does give him at least an argument to be a little higher. Mm. Um, so then I started debating, you know, should he be a center fielder plus two? Should he be a center fielder plus three? Uh, we would go back and forth. Uh, then obviously MLB says that he deserves, uh, you know, a chance for the Gold Glove in the conversation. Um, so I said, you know what, he, I think he probably can do it and does deserve the plus three. It makes him a more interesting card, but. Yeah. I can go either way on this one. I could have put him in as a plus one. I don't mind him as a plus three. I hate I hated putting him in as a plus one because my visual perception is that he's a plus three, but I was just yeah. trying to do it straight statistically. So, you know, people will argue or not argue, I guess, depending. But uh, I, I do end up liking this card now better as a plus three. <laughs> yeah, definitely makes it a lot more playable. And uh, the, the theme of great defense is continued as we move to the bench here. Where, uh, from from my perspective, just sort of playing with the full teams against other full teams, I'm excited at my uh, my ability as a manager to protect a lead by bringing in Mitch Moreland for Steve Pierce. Ian Kinsler I would bring in for Bogarts and shift Holt to shortstop. And um, suddenly, I've added seven fielding to my infield. Yeah, Ian just Kinsler like was in a snap. Second baseman almost, and... Um... Yeah, he, he I think he booted that one ball in the playoffs. But other than that, I mean, he yeah. was tremendous. Um, but he's he's not he's not what he used to be. No. Uh, but uh, you know, still keeping that glove down, which is great. Uh, so he he might find a spot on the team. People want sometimes a second base plus five. But like I said, or like you said, I think that's great that uh, in a team chemistry, you know, you could slide him in late game. I want the defensive part of my team to show. 
which is really exciting because oftentimes, uh, you know, because just because showdown cards are just the raw stats, and so every <coughs> single uh, time you've got someone coming up, you kind of just want whoever gives you the best advantage, and that rarely is any of your bench players. Correct. So it, it, it does make it interesting. Fun. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know if the other two we even have to talk about. I think they no. are disgusting, but um, I do appreciate now seeing a lot of times uh, people don't see this, but a, a four on base. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Sandy Leon, Leon, I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce that right, but he was terrible. He was uh, really bad. There was a stretch, I believe they said that he was like, I don't know what it was, 20-something, 30-something at-bats, you know, that he had he not had a, got a hit or something. It was bad. He had a two thirty two on base percentage. His batting average was one seventy seven. Absolute just yeah. massive I mean, hitter. This is a guy that I, I wish I could just say, good luck having him on your team. But 10 points is the minimum. 10 yep. points is all I cost. <laughs> yep. And, and yeah, Christian Vasquez looks so much better by comparison. He had a two fifty seven on base percentage and two oh seven average. Ugh. Just so, there was a lot of guys who were on base fives yep. on on the Red Sox and I'm glad we ended up adding on base nine uh, Pierce and on base eight uh, Holt. Yeah. Just to give up give them a more uh, representative team of yeah. the possibly best team in uh, of of the century this oh, year. Correct. And as you continue, the reason a big reason why they did so well besides you know J D Martinez and and Mookie Betts is the Chris Sale we talked about earlier. Yeah. And so this card looks. Super dominant. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, it's uh, and a real throwback is the original uh, showdown. Fans will note it's a very similar card to Pedro Martinez, uh, but forty points less because he he lost an IP. But he is an absolute stud, which makes sense based on his incredible numbers. Yes, he did have uh, an ERA over two, but a point eight six one WHIP ended up putting him in the Jeez. the tier one category and. Got 13 and a half strikeouts per nine. Absolutely dominant pitcher. He should be someone uh, who gets taken in drafts, I would expect. Yeah, I thought for sure if he would have stayed healthy and pitched the whole year, he would have been a Cy Young candidate uh, even more so than Verlander maybe was. Yeah. Um, especially with his team winning the World Series. But he doesn't get the innings, you know, and, and obviously Schnell, uh, Snell moves in there. But... This card looks phenomenal. I mean, one through seventeen out. Someone, someone's drafting this guy and just winning a game hypothetically on just this card yeah. alone. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting because Blake Snell also reached the tier one category, as did Degrom. And uh, one of the neat things is all three of them are the different different representation of control. Yeah. So Degrom's a control four with uh, one to eighteen out, and he he does have the the seven IP, but how much do people value control versus the outs on the chart? Chris Sale is the guy who's right in between and sort of that, that perfect middle ground of you get the control five and a bunch of outs. Well, obviously Snow is incredible, but only one to 16 outs. Only, only. quotation marks <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. there. But uh, uh, definitely interesting strategy because you can really only afford to roster one of them. Yeah, that, and that's the thing, especially in a, in, a, in a draft league, which is most of the leagues I do. You're taking one one ace. I mean, you're not the freaking Cleveland Indians or uh, or the Houston Astros here, but you you know you could take you could take maybe a Chris Sale or maybe a Degrom or maybe a Schnell, but that's it. You can't afford two. <laughs> and it does seem like the Red Sox sort of uh, uh, at least followed, if not copied, that sort of draft strategy with the tier three classic four fifty <laughs> point. 
very David Cohn like David Price. Yeah, I actually like this car a lot too. I don't. I like a five, a basic five to one fifteen out guy. That they, I, they are solid. They, they always do well. And seeing a guy about four fifty seems like he can slot into a lot of teams. Yep. Uh, sort of the, the quintessential number two pitcher at that 450. I always think between 430 and 460 is like my range for the guy I'd target to be my number two starter and prices right there. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Um, with Rick Porcella, uh, he's okay. You know, n- nothing bad about him. He just loses the control. Um, he honestly disappointed me based on some of the fantastic performances he had during the season and his, his reputation, past Cy Young winner, 17 wins. But in the end, just the 4.28 ERA kind of yeah. sunk him and pushed him down a tier. And, you know, he's, he's useful, but uh, definitely a, a number three, number four starter. Same with uh, Eduardo Rodriguez there. Yeah, I mean, you're getting a guy with only five innings pitched here. 116 out's not bad, but... You're right. They did. They did basically draft a uh, a team with their value. Uh, and then I, I have to note that Evaldi sort of just missed the cut. He only pitched 111 innings, which uh, just wasn't quite enough to pass uh, Eduardo and, and get a card. But I'm sure that the the postseason sort of hero, um, though maybe a little overstated, uh, hot take. Uh, he did not. He would not have deserved the World Series MVP if he won that game. He came into relief for. Yeah, he pitched a long time, but he blew the save. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's not let's not credit the guy who blew the save and got a loss too much. Um, but he's probably <laughs> he's probably going to end up with a card in in the pennant run edition that we're we're hoping to just put out a few guys who didn't make the set mm-hmm. uh, once spring training rolls around. He might not be in in Red Sox colors. Might be whoever he yeah, signs with this off season. You know, just a little little taste of maybe some uh, exciting. Free agent cards to come. Yeah, maybe, there's, maybe one on Harper. The, there's one on the Indians that uh, didn't make the cut that uh, was a free agent that might find a team, and I want put to put him somewhere too. <laughs> oh, and jo- Josh Allison, he's going to get the, his 2017 numbers, which were, were awesome. So that, <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, there's, there's rumors about Corey Kluber being on the move, maybe to Milwaukee. Yeah, and, uh, uh-oh. If I have to put Uh-oh. a beautiful control five, uh, one to sixteen out, Corey Kluber on that beautiful Milwaukee wheat background, <laughs> better believe I'll do it and print that sucker oh, off. Oh man! Um, um, so let's go to the bullpen really quickly. Uh, yeah. With um, nothing too crazy here. One of them actually gives up a home run. Uh, nothing to go home about. Nothing to you know, you know, crow home about here. You know, Hector Velasquez was okay. Uh, Joe yeah. Kelly, average. Yeah. These guys are threes and twos, but there was one shining star, and that's Craig Kimbrell. As always, um, he might be a free agent too this year. A th- lot he of is. He is. random guys on the market. He's an absolute beast. One to twelve strikeout, no doubles allowed, only one to sixteen out, which for Kimbrell is is an only, um, but still a fantastic card. Two hundred twenty points. Uh, you're getting your points worth and fantastic value to your bullpen with a guy like Kimbrel. And when I made this card, I had to go with his weird awesome. pose that he does. Awesome. I, I could not. I, I, when I hear Craig Kimbrel, all I think about is w- this like scarecrow-looking thing that he's doing. <laughs> um, so I had to find a, an image to put as that. And I think when you see that, then too, you go, "That's Craig Kimbrel. That's what he is." 
it looks really awesome. So that basically, in a nutshell, is the is the best team in baseball, hypothetically, quote. Um, yep. I'm sure there's another team that we'll talk about later that beat them in a point total that was another team that probably could have won, uh, should have yeah. won, at least in showdown terms. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think overall this team was what it was. It was a World Series winner. It looks great on paper. It's going to look really great, too, when you – when the when you, when our fans here see, uh, you know Baltimore Orioles and the Kansas City Royals and go, God. wow, how much how much better was the Red Sox than the rest of the league? Um, yeah, it's no wonder that they got to 108 wins, considering the some of the really crappy competition they're going up against. I agree. Um, with that being said, that's going to be our take today on the Red Sox. Uh, obviously, stay in tune next week. We'll have another team for you. Uh, hopefully, I'll start being able to have my actual bourbon while while playing there. <laughs> my wife finally had her child, so I can start enjoying my bourbon again while talking about baseball. But uh, let's at least wait one week. You know, it's it's fresh, so fresh I, for us. <laughs> I think that's totally fair. Okay, and so congratulations, thank you again on uh, the birth of your child. That's fantastic. So everyone, stay tuned to next week for more bourbon and more baseball. All right, awesome.